What is the job outlook for computer science and coding in 2021 and through to 2029? It's bad. It's horrible. No code, low code uh, movement is destroying coding jobs, AI, automation, oversaturation. Too many coders. The janitor is learning how to code. Forget it. Don't learn how to code. It's a waste of time. Just kidding. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. It's overall, it's very positive, I think. Um, so if you don't, so if you don't need to waste the uh, time listening to this, to this episode, uh, episode uh, 28, uh, part three of three of season zero of the Python Fool Masters podcast. The title of this episode is What is Computer Science? Job Outlook for Computer Science and Coding. Uh, if you want to, if you're interested in learning more, please stay tuned. Okay, let's start by looking at the numbers. Let's try to be data-driven and not just opinions. Okay, so try not, I'm gonna try not to hit you with too many numbers. So just wanna let you know that primarily we're gonna look at numbers from the uh, sources, the US Bureau of Labor S Statistics and their website is www.bls.gov. Okay, so they have a whole bunch of uh, job outlook. So basically job outlooks for different uh, careers and jobs. So if we, if, uh, so they say that web developers and digital designers, I think they mean web designers. So web developers and web designers so in 2019, median pay was uh, generally about 74K per year, which translates in roughly uh, $36 per hour. Not bad. Very good, right? Above average. Okay. And it says that the educational level is usually, usually an associate's degree. Number of jobs in 2019 was 174,300. The job outlook for the projection, right, for 2019 to 20, from 2019 to 2029 is an increase of 8%. So for web developers and web designers can expect that in this decade from, uh, uh, from now until 2029, can expect to see an increase in 14,000 new positions, which is good, okay? And while most while most computer support specialists usually do, it, maybe they do light coding, or maybe they do some light scripting, not really coding or software development, or maybe they do, some probably do, some. So computer support specialists can expect to see an increase in 8% from now until 2029. So the job look is positive. 
Now, interesting enough, it says that um, actually computer programmers, actually their, their outlook is not good, it's negative. So they can see, they can expect to see from now until 2029 an decrease by 9% in positions. And I, then the BLS uh, explained that by saying that computer pro. I'm thinking computer programmers are probably more like these are more maybe lower level or lower level uh, coding programming positions. And apparently they so these positions are these pro, these program these positions coding positions they've been they've been going offshore or outsourced. Or maybe some of them were automated away. Now, and then if we go to look at software developers, software developers can expect to see a whopping two-digit increase in positions. 22% from now until 2029. So I think with software developers, I think those are more, more advanced, more require more education maybe. I think the typically software developers' positions they require a stronger knowledge. I mean, stronger knowledge in data structures and algorithms. So it would be more knowledge, more experience, more advanced technologies. So those jobs, unfortunately, unfortunately, fortunately for for uh, for American workers, those cannot be easily outsourced or automated mm-hmm. away or offshored. Okay. So which which is good for them, right? That's good. Okay, so overall, except for computer programmers, overall it's very bright from now until 2029. So the numbers are looking all very good, right? So one of the main reasons why the main one of the main reasons why parents, you know, parents want their kids to learn how to code in uh, in junior high school. I mean, elementary, you know, elementary, K to 12, right? So that's why parents want kids to learn to code because at least, I mean, according to the BLS, coding, uh, coding, programming, software developers, software engineers, web designers, even people who are not really coders, but computer support specialists, um, they can expect to see, you know, pot, you know, job growth. So obviously, uh, continue. Uh, they can expect to see salaries to continue to keep pace with inflation, or maybe do better than inflation. Hourly rates to go up, keep uh, to to keep at least keep pace with inflation, or or go or 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 be higher than the rate of inflation. So it's all positive, right? So parents they want they want job security. They want job growth for their kids, right? They want their children to have a bright future. Also, if we look at so according to Infoworld and if you want if you care to go to their website, their website is www.infoworld.com. So, so they have a, they have a very, uh, they have a rec- relatively recent article about the software develop software developed jobs. Li- the title of the article is literally uh, software developer jobs outlook for 2021. 
So it was published in January 20, 2021. And to just to, to make it short. So the number, okay. So basically they tell, so they tell a story of which, of uh, when the COVID, when last year in 2020, when the uh, pandemic hit, there was, de there was definitely job loss in the tech sector and um, developers did lose jobs. Not everybody, but if, uh, but there was definitely a loss in positions, okay? But the developer jobs did bounce back by, okay, so after a drop, okay, so I'm reading this. After a drop in the early days of lockdowns, technology hiring did bounce back. So developers lost jobs, and but then the hiring, then, then, the, then jobs did bounce back by the end of the year, 20, last year, 2020. In the U.S., I'm reading uh, from the article, in the U.S. alone, tech occupations grew by 391,000 positions in December, according to Industry Association CompTIA, with soft developer and application developer roles accounting for a large share of new postings at 62,900. So basically, so basically, even though there was job loss uh, at the beginning of the pandemic, Jobs did bounce back, which is uh, so, which is overall good news. And also, I want to, and I also want to put in my two cents, and basically, which you may have heard already, of course, um, the the pandemic. So the, it's estimated that the pandemic of the global pandemic of twenty twenty act has act has accelerated the move the digitization and move towards online increase in online e online retail online shopping uh, more people being online tech and the creation of more tech tech uh jobs and is estimated it's accelerated by 5 years so something that was going to take 5 years has has been all squished into 1 year because of the global pandemic. So of course, the global pandemic was terrible. Many people lost their lives. Many people loved their, lost their loved ones. So I'm not saying it's a good thing. It's a horrible, horrible thing that happened. But I guess one of the few silver linings, if we can call it a silver lining, a, 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 a small win is that, for, at least for the tech professional, for coders, Computer support for computer support specialists, IT workers. Uh, it's 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 means they, it's it's very broad outlook for jobs for salaries, hourly rates. So we can. So that was one of the few silver linings of the twenty twenty global pandemic. Fun fact, in 2018, there were an estimated 23 million professional software engineers, coders, and developers, which translates into about 0.0003% of the global human population. Or, and we could, we could restate that as 
three ten thousandths of one percent. Again, three ten thousandths of one percent. Okay, not three percent, three ten thousandths of one percent of the global human population. So the number of coders in 2018 was very, very, very small. And in the year 2021, that's increased by a very small amount. So the number of, if we compare the total number of professional software engineers, software developers, coders, to the global human population, coders, programmers, software developers, engineers, we, we, we make up very, 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 very tiny uh, percentage of the global human population. Okay, so we've covered the, the data from the BLS and we've got an overall overall overview of what happened in 20 in last year the year of the global pandemic 2020 and all the numbers the outlook projection now until 2029 for the job outlook career outlook for coders developers engineers is very bright However, however, not to, not to, not, not really, I'm not really trying to put a, try to put a, to be a sad sack, but want to just kind of give you a nuanced observation of what will probably not really happen, may or, probably most likely it's not going to happen this decade but may happen in the following decade or may begin to happen or it's definitely hap beginning to happen slowly this decade and then we may see it accelerate in the following decade from 2030 to 39 and from 2030 to 2039 in the next decade and what I'm talking about of course is the commoditization of skills, which has already happened with a lot of other knowledge-based and higher-level, higher-skilled uh, jobs and careers. But I want to make it clear that uh, I want to make it clear that kids. Of course, I'm coming from a biased opinion. My opinion is very biased. Yeah, kids K to twelve should learn how to code. Not that they're not that I'm saying they're all going to become they're all going to work at Google or Facebook or God forbid that they all work for Google or Facebook or Netflix or Amazon or anything like that. But I believe that in the 21st century, and we're you know we're already well into the 21st century that kids in the 21st century, they do need to have a fundamental or basic understanding of coding. Not Again, not, not that they're going to become coders or programmers or software developers, engineers, but basic knowledge that 
every adult or young adult or adult in the 21st century should understand. Okay, so the commoditization of skills. So what what parents what what parents and adults have to understand is that there is a big push from big tech and the government, the federal government here in the United States. There is a big push, and I and I believe it's very similar in other other countries. There's a big push to increase K to twelve computer science education, which I which is which I support. I want that too. But the result is not is not that you know is not that millions of kids in America are suddenly going to be able to it doesn't mean because if you think of the num math, it doesn't really work logically, right? Math or logically, math wise or logic wise, it doesn't work. But <laughs> it doesn't mean that if all these kids, millions and millions of kids in the United States, if they learn how to code, it doesn't doesn't automatically mean that they'll be magically created. Millions and millions of programming and coding and software developer and software engineer jobs that pay six figure salaries. That doesn't even make sense. As more young adults, kids and young adults and adults learn how to code, how to and gain the experience, the knowledge, education experience to be competent software developers, web developers, front end developers, back end developers, full stack developers, web designers, computer scientists, you know, computer software engineers. The whole nine yards, right? So as as it slowly, very slowly, you know, as as very slowly, you know, the and when I say the commoditization skills, according to BLS, I mean the effects of it are not showing this decade. Maybe at the end of the decade, will you know, will it'll be it'll be more noticeable. Maybe at the beginning of the following decade, it'll definitely be, uh, it'll be definitely an issue. So as eventually, not I mean very slow, eventually as as the as it gets and I've already seen a big difference between when I graduated from college in nineteen in nineteen ninety-four and to now, I've already seen a huge uh huge dramatic improvement in the availability of uh, uh, uh for for somebody who doesn't have a lot of money. Okay, so who doesn't have a lot of money? Well, they can act literally learn how to code on their smartphone for free. And I'm not saying that's that's going to be enough. I mean, that's just the beginning. But you can you can literally get started without a huge investment in a financial investment in in education or training or equipment or software. Um, literally, you can get you can you can learn how to code. Or free on your smartphone, okay? There's uh, freecodecamp.org. There's solarlearn.com. There's YouTube, right? There's explosion of coding tutorials on YouTube, right? Of all of all levels, really, it's incredible. And combine that with the push in the K to twelve by big tech corporations, Fortune 500 corporations, and the government, 
slowly, very slowly, it's happening, okay? So the commoditization of coding skills. So slowly it is happening, okay? And it's, and it's, happened, to an, it's happened to an extent that, again, referring to the BLS uh, projection that computer programs are going to, uh, their positions will decrease by 9%. So it has happened in the sense that those coding programmer uh, jobs, positions that doesn't require high level of of coding knowledge, coding skills, that can be that can be offshore, can be automated away, can be uh, outsourced. Okay, so it is so it has started to happen, right? But it's I would say the the rate the the excel it's I would say it's not commoditization of commoditization of skills in terms of coders, programmers, software developers, engineers, that we are not really, we are not, we are not seeing, not really seeing a stamp substantial, uh, substantial, uh, substantial amount of it right now. So I want to make it, sh okay. So does that, so, so am I saying like, okay, so it's not worth it to learn how to code? Like there's no value in learning how to code? No, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. So the analogy, the analogy that I use, I, I, okay. So I'm sorry. Uh, let me just finish. So, so the commoditization of skills. So, so the eventual result, the eventual result of it. I'm not saying it's happening in this year, and the BLS is definitely not saying it's going to happen this decade. But the the neg so the negative result of commoditization of skills for the worker for the high tech worker is the eventual decline in salaries and hourly rates. Okay? And which which again according to BLS is not happening is not happening for this year. Um it's not happening this year. As long as of course as long as you can like move up the chain and you know learn the new technologies and you can get more experience and you can get good education, you know get you know, keep up with the keep up your education and training. So that's not going to happen to you. So, so again, so I'm not saying that I'm not saying okay, coding is a waste of time. You don't have to learn how to code. Don't bother. You know, don't put your time and money into it. Don't waste. Forget it. Right? I'm not saying that. So the analogy that I use, that I that I use, and I think it's a good one. My opinion, my biased opinion, is. Uh, is cooking, right? Learning how to cook, learning how to be a chef, okay? Do you, and I guess I'm not talking about culinary school, so don't, don't, yeah, I'm against that. Don't go into debt to go to culin culinary school. No, I'm not talking about that. But if you can, if you can, if you can make, if you can make, if you can cook the most delicious Cupcakes, for example. Okay, let's say cupcakes, right? If you can make the most delicious, the most beautiful, most, you know, um, addictive cupcakes, right? Right? You know, you could literally, you could make a six-figure salary. Allegedly, allegedly, and I've never, I've never, I've never purchased any cupcakes, you know, from Instagram. But allegedly, there are a whole bunch of, you know, there's a growing industry 
of people who make cupcakes and cookies on uh, and they and they advertise they market I'm sorry not advertise they market on Instagram and they quickly sell all their wares they're booked they're they're making six figure they're making six figure salary a six figure income a yearly income and all they do is making baked goods <laughs> cookies and cupcakes and then they market on Instagram for free right <laughs> right okay so anyone can learn how to make a cupcake okay it's not a secret right there's no secret formula right okay you don't buy any secret ingredients you're always using the same ingredients everyone else uses to make cupcakes you bake goods right cupcakes cakes donuts you know uh cookies right it's not a secret the ingredients are all the same right of course it's how you ex how you how you actually your baking skill obviously is a huge factor there right so anyone can learn how to cook Anyone can learn how to become a, you know, with practice, right? Training and practice, you know, you can, uh, trial and error, doing it over and over again, right? You can become a great chef. You can be, you can become a, you know, great baker, right? Okay. So, so, so learning how to cook. Now, of course, yeah, anyone can learn how to cook. Not everyone can make a delicious, can bake a delicious cupcake or a cookie. Obviously, and not everyone can earn a six-figure salary selling baked goods on Instagram. Okay, not everyone can do that. Okay, so so learning how to cook is a commodity, right? Learning how to cook, being a chef, you know, being a cook, being a chef—that's a commodity. Okay, there's lots of chefs. There's a lot of cooks. Okay, it's a commodity. Sad to say, typically most of them. They make, you know, they earn, many of them earn, you know, minimum wage. Okay. So then, so most of these chefs and cooks are not making a lot of money. Sad to say, they're working long hours, not making a lot of money. Now, does that mean every, not every cook and and chef is poor? No, because there's a small percentage They're you know, they have a personality, they have a gimmick, they know how to market, they know how to advertise. They have, they know how to build real business relations. You know, they, they have other skills beyond their just cooking skills, right? So they're able to parlay their cooking talents into six-figure, seven-figure, you know, uh, incomes, yearly incomes, okay? So, so we can definitely, we, obviously, cooking is, is a commodity. Cooking skills are a commodity, Culinary schools, culinary skills are a commodity. Okay, they're a commodity. But how you, but obviously, your ability to market, your ability to, uh, to do business, your ability to, you know, to, uh, to be an Instagram Instagram influencer, right? Okay, so that's that's the that's the. So the 10% is a skill, 90% is everything else that will either, you know, either you'll be, you know, you could be a cook and then, you know, you just can't, you know, you're not good at anything else. You're just good at cooking, but you can't do anything else. You're not, you don't know how to, you don't know how to develop relationships. You don't know how to, you know, you don't know how to take advantage of social media. You don't know how to, how to uh, communicate correctly. Uh, you don't know how to be interesting, entertaining. I don't know. You know, you just don't have that. 
90% that other people who are, you know, who can, who has the same cooking skills as you, baking skills, but they can make six, they can earn a six figure salary, a yearly salary, but you're making minimum wage. Okay. So even though the cooking skills are a commodity, they're still able to earn a six figure salary, which most people in America, right? They're not earning a six figure salary, right? Okay, so that's just, so. Even though, even though eventually, according to Bayless, it's not going to happen this year, right? It's not going to happen this year. The commoditization of coding skills is not, according to the BLS, is not going to happen this decade. But eventually, will most likely by the end of this decade, and definitely into in the in the next decade, definitely it will happen to coding skills. It will become a commodity. But even if it, even when if it is a even if it's just like learning how to cook, it's a it's a commodity skill. It's nothing special about it. It still will have it will still make sense to learn how to code because coding is a skill you can use to get a result. Okay? Probably so not to get a good job and not for not for a lucrative career. But it's something that you can do to get a result. Maybe, you know, so to have your own business or to create a website or to be a teacher or you could be a, or, or you could write up or to make a game or, or to create your own e-commerce site or you could write books or you learn how to code to create your own tech startup. Or your own software as a service, okay? Or you could, or you learn how to code, so then you can be a project manager, or a product manager, or you could be a tech recruiter, okay? So even though, even though it's definitely will happen, doesn't look like it's gonna happen this year, this decade, or this year, or even three to five years from now, it will eventually happen, either by the end of this decade or. The beginning of the next decade will definitely happen. The commoditization of coding skills. It will definitely happen. But that does not mean that it's not worth learning how to code. It's definitely still worth learning how to code. Just as if you like to bake and you really love you if you love if you can bake a delicious cupcake or a delicious cookie, guess what? Even though cooking skills, culinary skills, baking skills are a commodity. If you are, if you, if you know how to parlay your baking or cooking skills, you can easily earn a six-figure salary, six-figure, six-figure yearly salary, and live a really a, a good life. Okay, so let's. Bring this to a close. Okay, so according to the BLS, the data is uh, the data. The I'm sorry, the job outlook in this decade from now until the year 2029. The uh, job, the jobs outlook, the job outlook, the career outlook for coders, uh, so, uh, programmers, developers, engine software engineers is very bright. Good news all around. Even last year, when there was a uh, when the when the pan global pandemic hit 
the United States. Uh, tech, uh, tech, tech workers did take a hit, but uh, tech jobs bounced back. And actually, again, given that uh, the global pandemic was horrible, it's bad, 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 bad. But a but a small but a a small win was that last year in the year twenty twenty, the global pandemic. I, 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 not just in the United States, but globally, has accelerated what was going to take five years. Uh, the increase, the um, the digit, the the ever increasing digita- digitization, and and people moving online, uh, retailers moving online, education moving online, uh, work uh, work moving online, that has accelerated what uh, took what was going to happen in five years has excel uh, has uh, has been accomplished. It's estimated has happened in one year last year. And it's continuing to, it's continuing to, and digitization is still continuing, of course. So, so overall, very good news. But I want to caution that the commoditization of coding skills is starting to happen. It's, we're, it's not going to be noticeable. It's the ill the. The the bad news of the commoditization of skills has not. It, we're not going to see it. We're not going to see its full effect in this decade. Most likely, we'll see it at the end of the decade, or maybe in the following decade. Because co- because teaching, but because growing coders and then and then is slow. It's not easy. It's very difficult, and also, yeah, growing the pull of competent qualified experienced coders is is going to take a long time it's not going to happen overnight but it is has started to happen and it will continue to grow but it's very slow very slow and steady it's not uh it's a marathon and it's a marathon not a race apparently but again as i was talking about previously even though commoditization of coding skills is inevitable, it will happen. S- salaries will go down. Hourly rates will go down. As the pool of qualified, again, qualified, competent, experienced coders, developers, and engineers grows, it will supply and demand. It will, the sad to say, the salaries and hourly rates will go down. But even given that, it's still it's still valuable to invest. Some of your invest is still valuable for 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 uh, for kids in K to twelve and young adults and adults to learn how to code because because coding is a fundamental general skill that 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 kids young adult kids teens young adults and adults uh should have should have an understanding of so there we go that's my uh two cents
Thank you for listening to this episode of the Python Fool Masters podcast with Mr. with Master Hun. So this will be the last episode of season zero, and then I'll be starting uh, season one. With the next episode will be the first episode of season one, and you can ha- and you can look forward to. On uh, the next episode, I will be doing it on NFT, NFTs, non-fungible tokens. What the heck is non-fungible tokens, and what does that have to do with uh, teaching coding, f- teaching coding for kids, right? So look out for that. Uh, you may have already heard of NFTs. You may have already heard of it. It's uh, it's been in the news. So you may have some idea what it is. And I'll be going next episode, the first episode of the new season, season one, I'll be talking, I'll be teaching you about NFTs and what the relationship with NFTs are to uh, coding and uh, coding for kids. Thank you. And I look forward to speaking to i look forward to uh speaking to you in the next episode bye bye